0: the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of
1: pharmacy.
2: Hi, all. Welcome once again to ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experiences shaped who and where they are today. I'm your host, Corey Guidry, and I'm a member of the New Practitioners Forum Resident Advancement Advisory Group. Today's episode is the second of a three-part series pertaining to tips and tricks for successfully navigating the match. For those of you who tuned into episode one, you'll also recognize the three other individuals that are joining me today. Alex Mills. Hey, everyone. Henry Okorike. Hi. And Joanna Huang. Hey, guys. So the topic of today's podcast is you matched. now what? So if you're listening, we're assuming that you were successful in securing a residency position in phase one of the match. If that's the case, congratulations. If not, never fear. The third and final part of our series will focus specifically on navigating phase two of the match. Before we begin, a quick note to our listeners. Most of the advice today will be aimed at fourth year pharmacy students who will be making the transition to PGY-1 residents this year. However, much of the information will still be relevant to those of you who are transitioning from a PGY-1 to a PGY-2 position, as well as all of our non-traditional residency applicants out there. So Henry, I'll start off with a question for you. Let's say that our listener just found out the news that they've matched. What are some first steps that they can take early on? Great question.
3: So first, take a breather because you've accomplished something that's really great. Obviously, if you're not scheduled to be on rotation or took a day off of rotation, go celebrate. If you're on rotation, share the big news with your preceptors and your team, and then celebrate. Obviously, thank your mentors, preceptors, and letter writers, as well as any friends, family, or anybody else that's helped you reach this point. For this, use a method that is as personable as you feel comfortable with. So texting, calling, emailing, or et cetera. If you have friends that did not match, reach out to them, provide them with support. And when they do match, send them back to this podcast. Lastly, keep in mind that you will have about three or four months for this transition from P4 student to a PGY-1 resident,
2: and there's still a lot to do. That's definitely some great advice, Henry. While all of the steps that applicants have taken up to this point have been no small feat, I'm talking residency showcases, applications, interviews, and going through the match to name a few things, much of the work has just begun. So, Joanna, obviously our newly matched residents will want to get in contact with their programs as soon as possible. So what are your tips on program specifics that they should look into?
1: Oh, yeah. I remember being super excited after getting that match email and wanting to know who my co-residents are. And most of the time, RPDs will contact you as quickly as they can to share the results of the match and give you some next steps. If you haven't heard back from them in a few days after the match, you may consider contacting the program. But usually the next steps involve a lot of employee forms to fill out, like resident manual, contracts, setting up for a direct deposit because, yay, you're finally going to get a salary, health documents, and so on and so forth. Make friends with the administrative personnel and human resources or the coordinator quickly because their assistance will be invaluable before starting and throughout your residency year. Of course, a lot of these paperwork will be completed over the next few months, so no rush, but be sure to be mindful of the deadlines.
2: Yeah, I definitely have to echo your advice on getting well acquainted with your program coordinators as well as any administrative personnel. I will say nine times out of 10, they are the key to making your residency year run as smoothly as possible. So you definitely want them in your corner. Now, with all that paperwork out of the way, I know that the next question on almost any future resident's mind would be licensure exams. So Alex, what advice do you have regarding getting pharmacy licensure?
0: Yeah, so now that you know where you've matched, you can focus on the next steps and getting licensed in that state ASAP. Each state's going to differ in their fees, the hour requirements, and sometimes even additional exams, specifically for intern hours, some may accept that affidavit that comes from your school uh, experiential education office where others will require additional certification of those hours. There's a lot of info out there on various state requirements, but I would say given, you know, corona and the current pandemic, it would probably be best to check with the most up-to-date info, which you can find on NABP's website. I would then check with your program director on any deadlines on getting licensed and ask for any study tips or materials from the current residents. Many get their info from either the local school or college of pharmacy, so it should be a pretty easy ask. I think it's also important that you need to think about when's the best time for you to take that exam. So will you have more time before moving to knock it out? Or maybe your program sets aside protected time for you to study and take the exam. I personally wanted to at least have taken my first attempt prior to my start date, so I didn't have to manage studying and getting oriented to my program at the same time. It certainly seems like a lot to figure out, But if you use these last few months leading up to residency, getting prepared and planning things out, it becomes a lot more manageable.
2: I couldn't agree with you more, Alex. I know that lots of students get really nervous when they think about becoming licensed. However, I truly think that the best plan of attack is just that, to have a plan in place. Speaking of having plans... I think there are some things that are important to consider when starting a new residency but at least in my case might have fallen by the wayside during my preparation. I'm talking things like obtaining housing, making sure my personal finances or lack thereof were in order, and others. So what are some tips that you all can share regarding these areas?
0: Yeah I'll take a stab at that first. So I think for my PGY1, I would say I lucked out because I was able to stay in the same state from which I completed pharmacy school. So I had a network of friends to consult on either housing and moving help. Yet for my PGY-2, I ended up moving across the country. So at that point, I immediately asked my upcoming RPD for resources he'd recommend for finding housing, and he promptly provided me with info on certain neighborhoods to look at or apartments that were already vetted by either himself or the previous residents. My program is also part of a large academic medical center that has resources for medical residents. So if any of you match with a similar type of institution, I would inquire about those resources, which would easily be fair game for a pharmacy resident as well. I would also remember that you may not be spending a ton of time in your new home. So save yourself some money for this year and just get what you need and and be a safe area. You can save the place that has all those bells and whistles once you get that post-residency money, money.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, Alex. Housing is definitely probably one of the bigger priorities. I will say some programs have a built-in mentor program where you're paired with an outgoing resident. If not, it's not a bad idea to reach out to them to get ideas on housing locations, cost, transportation, and any other important considerations. Also, if you have other co-residents, you could reach out to them since they're going to be going through the same thing as you. I remember being nervous to reach out to my co-residents cuz I didn't want to come off too eager and I was actually looking for a roommate and it turns out I asked my co-resident around April if she'd be willing to maybe split an apartment together and it turns out she was looking for the exact same thing so you never know Um, reaching out to your co-residents is also another option and then once you've got your housing location picked out then you want to start thinking about preparing for the move so preparing to end your current living arrangements um, how you're going to move your furniture and of course if you're driving to the new destination scheduling a car maintenance
2: Wow, y'all brought up some really important points for our future residents to consider. And as I stated kind of briefly earlier, I would also add just thinking about budgeting. So develop a budget. You're about to incur a lot more costs with your exams and licensure fees, rent and deposits, moving fees. So you really have to watch so those things don't start adding up. Uh, Also, I would think that it's important for you all to think about student loans if you have them. So many residents will defer or use an income-based repayment plan so that they pay little to nothing while they're in residency. And also, if you're at a program that qualifies for the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, I think it would be really important to look into that and kind of see some resources that might be available. So clearly, there are tons of things to prepare for before you actually even start your residency position. Lastly, I just want to ask you all, what are some other ways that our residents can set themselves up for success before they even begin their residency position?
1: That's a really great question, Corey. And some specific advice geared towards P4s is going to be finish your year strong, successfully complete all your remaining APPs and learn as much as you can so you can take that knowledge with you into residency You could also consider asking your preceptors for assignments and patient care responsibilities that may be out of your comfort zone to help prepare you for a rigorous residency year. And start thinking about that transition from being a student to a resident or a fully licensed pharmacist. That transition ends up happening a lot quicker than you imagine.
3: Great tips. Some other things that I would mention would be to self-reflect and identify your strengths areas for improvement, and some of your personal professional goals for the upcoming residence year. I would also recommend reaching out to both current residents at that program for any advice or, if applicable, your future co-residents so you can help one another navigate this translational period. I personally had a lot of fun getting to know my co-residents in the time leading up to orientation, which made orientation that much more fun. Lastly, if possible, take some time off to relax, refresh, and at least try to perform some type of self-care, since the next year will come with its own share of challenges. I would also recommend trying to adopt some habits and getting into the mindset of developing some things that you do when you're stressed or when you have free time. So when the stressors of residency come, you're able to take them head on with your coping mechanisms.
0: Yeah, and don't forget to keep your pharmacy organization memberships active that you had as a student, especially ASHP. There are plenty of resources available about the transition from student to resident and joining the pharmacy workforce as a new practitioner, which yeah, you're, you're one of us now, which is awesome. You can find clinical practice resources to keep you sharp on the latest pharmacy-specific data that you'll likely encounter as a resident, and even info on navigating this next career stage. I really like the career transitions resources that are available that talk about things like updating your CV and what that looks like going from a student to a resident. I also found about the New Practitioners Forum, which opened up some great opportunities for me to get involved in a national organization. So I definitely encourage you to check out all those links that you'll find on ASHP's website so that you can set yourself up for success in this new, super exciting stage of your life.
2: Wow, everyone, I could not have said it better myself. So there you have it. This will actually conclude our episode for today, and hopefully all of you listening were able to gather some helpful tips that will assist you in such an exciting professional transition. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Alex, Henry, and Joanna, for joining me today and providing their invaluable insight. So continue to join us here at the Practice Journeys podcast, as well as at ASHP Official, as we learn about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Additionally, don't forget that you can view all the resources we mentioned today on ASHP's website to ensure that your transition into residency is a successful one. So on behalf of ASHP, thank you for listening today, and we hope you join us again soon.
0: Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare.